You are tuning in to the human side of engineering and product development podcast, brought to you by Sarah Tech, where we bring you industry leaders and some of the brightest minds in engineering solutions and product development. I'm Andy Deal, your host. Join me as we discover the inspiring stories of the people behind the most innovative and game-changing solutions in the market today. So tune in and enjoy. Hi, Chad, and welcome to our podcast. Hi, Andy. How you doing? Not too bad. Hope Good. you're doing well on your end. Not too bad. It's actually been a very busy day, so this is a nice break to sit down and talk to you. Sounds good. I appreciate your time. Uh, so currently, you part you are part of our customer care team, and you are a technical manager. But you deal Correct. a lot with with customer support and taking care of, um, you know, support calls and inquiries that are coming in at Saratech. Is that right? Yep. That is correct. So I'm I'm probably one of the many few that I talk to probably every single customer across the board, uh, either NX, Team Center, Solid Edge. Uh, you know, I get, I'm kind of one of the main people that gets called all the time, especially with licensing questions or, you know, even a lot of our other engineers that have issues with licensing or dealing with the software, they'll call me directly and point them in the right direction. Okay. Okay. Now looking on, on your LinkedIn profile, you started your career in the Air Force. Uh, actually, yeah, that's about right. So uh, I born and raised in Detroit area. So my dad was a GM executive and uh, right out of high school, General Motors was recruiting people. Uh, I want to say so much recruiting, but educating a lot of the high schools in the area. Uh-huh. So from there, I went from the high school to local college right next to General Motors, went to college in automotive design for a year and decided to join the Air Force. And Went off and traveled around the world for a little bit. And then when I came back, I went right back into working for General Motors and went right back to college and uh, got my bachelor's degree and everything in automotive design. And, and actually, I got my associate's in automotive design and then I got my bachelor's in business management. I see. Were, were you always, did you always have an interest in engineering or or how, how did that come about? That's probably, yeah, ever since uh, I was a kid, I remember doing, be, being around the engineering, especially with my dad, my grandfather. Uh, we were a General Motors family, multiple generations, worked for GM. My grandfathers, my great-grandfathers, they all worked at General Motors. So it's been a long-term business. Uh, I still buy a lot of GM cars today. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, being, being from from Detroit, that's natural, right? Yeah, exactly. It's very natural. Yep, that is true. All right. So after the Air Force, you came in and started working for uh, GM. Is that right? Yep, that's okay. correct. So I, so I was actually working for a contract with GM with Intex. So probably one of my first major vehicles was the Fiero project back in the day. Oh, I remember and the Fiero. I, yeah. So I was one. I was one of the designers on the Fiero. I I did the the front fascia, the rear yeah. fascia. And then uh, I actually worked for, I think I worked for Chrysler first, and then I went to General Motors. I worked for Chrysler, I think, for a year or two, and then went to General Motors after I finished up my associates. They brought me in as a direct hire, and then uh, it was nice being an employee at General Motors. They paid for my bachelor's degree. That's always uh, nice. Yeah, it was very nice. So I was at General Motors for five years, and then I went back to Chrysler for eight years. Uh, I was contracted back as part of the IBM support team. 
and back in the day and, and actually that's how I got involved with NX back the, back then it was Unigraphics we were all designing on Katia and then from there I was actually one of the people that did the evaluations what while working at Gen- General Motors we had McDonnell Douglas come in do uh, train us all about all of us Katia designers mm-hmm. and then we did an evaluation then we became the the old C4 support team it was a General Motors with EDS back in the day I see. That's cool. Yeah. So, I mean, throughout your career, you, you've probably used every CAD applications out there, you know, Katia, NX, Solid Edge, yep. probably, you know, AutoCAD, probably everything, right? Um, yep, that is true. Now, looking at how technology advances, they should be easier to use as, you know, the technology matures. But is that really true or it's just a matter of right now there's so many different functionalities and everything that's packed into these tools that the users, there, there's no way uh, an average user can know how to use it all or know no. how to do everything. I, I find that out with myself. I mean, I'm constantly in education, constantly dealing with enablement sessions. Uh, I mean, just this past week, uh, I was in meetings with Siemens and the technical teams and I was learning more about the team center because now team center is going more and more cloud environment. Mm-hmm. So the software is moving to cloud, the data management's moving to cloud. So here I was sitting down educating myself now yeah. because now I in turn, you know, go to customer sites and do evaluations and give my recommendations, but constantly, constantly changing. The software's changing. We're trying to make it user-friendly more and more. Uh, I'm always going out there when I'm teaching NX classes. If I, I tell the people, the engineers I deal with, if there's something that you might have seen in another software that was easy for you to use, put it in as, a, as an enhancement request in NX or Solid Edge or, or Team Center because of the fact that, you know, Siemens is always continuously every six months releasing a new release of software. So if we can keep putting in those enhancements into the software, they get enough of them together, uh, it's it just making it easier for the customer in the long run. Now, you you mentioned continuous release, which was a yep. Siemens initiative that started a few years back. Does That's that correct. cause more issues for you as a as a on a support side because there's always new things going out? Yeah, I mean there there is. I mean because we had a lot of customers at the time on version eleven or version twelve of NX, and instead of naming it. NX 13, which, you know, could be a bad number for some people, yeah, you know, sure. uh, they went to NX 1847, which was the year that Siemens was incorporated. So that's where the number came from. Interesting. And then every 27 digits, they came out with a new release. So it was, you know, 1847. Then I think it went to 1926, the 1953, 1980, 2007. Uh, and then now we're at 2206. So that is the production release today is 2206. Uh, Siemens and Saratech and a few of our major customers, we are doing testing right now in 2212. So if if there's customers that we have that we see that, they, hey, they're, they have a lot of power users, we'll invite them to those uh, those testing sessions or beta sessions because we want to make sure that, you know, there's no bugs in the systems. Right, right. Okay. So... In in your career, you you've done you've been in a lot of roles. So you've been on a user end. Yep. You know you've been on an administrator end. Now you're on the support end, right? Yep. So 
as a user, you really appreciated and, and understood um, how important it is to get timely support when you need it, right? Because right, projects exactly. don't yep. wait for you. Projects need to get done right. and right. you need to get it done. So how does that affect your approach now that you're on the support side of things? Well, on the support end, so, you know, I built a lot of relationships with a lot of customers today. And if they're not emailing our support line, which is, mm-hmm. you know, support at saratech.com, some of them are also including me on those emails. Because I always tell everybody, Send it to support at saratech.com, uh, include me on those emails, and I'll respond right away. If I'm in the office, if I'm not at a customer site, or if I'm not in another call, I will respond back right to you. And I've been complimented many, many times where, you know, the response team or the response between my and my team have been, you know, minutes, not hours. Right. And that's, and the, we tell the customers, if you have not been called within 30 minutes, call us back because we will get another engineer. We have, over a dozen engineers spread out throughout the United States, East Coast, West Coast. I mean, our Siemens support center that we have internally, we have people, we have, you know, uh, people monitoring our support line from, you know, five o'clock in the morning Eastern to, you know, eight o'clock at night, you know, Eastern time. So we're covering East Coast and West Coast customers. And we have, you know, we've got over a thousand customers today. So we are always online. I mean, it's like I said, you know, this is a nice little break. I probably have already had four or five conference calls today with customers that are, are either down and they're reaching out to me immediately because they have an issue or they've reached out to our support line. And the case was assigned to me where I had to go out there and, uh, you know, acknowledge that customer and find out what's going on. But right. at the same time, you know, you, you mentioned I, I've been on the sales end of it. I've been on the user side of it. I've been on the design side. Uh, which is good because I can interact with a lot of our salespeople too. And a lot of our salespeople will come to me directly and say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm giving a proposal on this, this license or that license. Am I correct? You know, and that's where I can validate a lot of our sales teams. So, you know, I'm always educating our team, but at the same time, I'm doing education as well. Right. And, and it, and it never stops. There's no so much new technologies out there and things that you have to continuously educate yourself, you know? That's correct. Um, and, and that's the, the thing that you mentioned. There's there's a team of people. It's not just Chad, right? Because yep. um, no, no one can be can know everything. No. And uh, we all need help from time to time. So what is your process or your approach to handling a support case? Well, our, our process is, you know, we basically, we inform the customers. If you have you have any issues, we always send out, when we have a new customer come on online, we'll send them a nice little flyer and it gives our phone number, our email address, and we can email that, uh, you know, issue that they're having at the time. I always emphasize the customers, send us some pictures, send us a little video, send us whatever you have before it even gets assigned to an engineer because then, you know, our call center will know who exactly who to send it to. So if it's a team center issue or if an NNX issue, it's going to go to three different groups. It could be the team center group. You know, they've got, a, you know, what, four or five guys on that team. Uh, we also have an NX team, which, you know, has probably three, four guys that are always on that are dedicated for support cases. And then we also have solid edge guys that are out there, too. We've got a couple of solid edge people that are available as well. So as soon as we get our case assigned to us, we do get a, an email immediately. 
I'll read the email, log in our Salesforce, our internal Salesforce, find out what the issue is. If they included a video or some screenshots to us, I'll review that. Call that customer back immediately. Most of the time, I would say 99% of the time, I'm requesting a Teams meeting with that customer because I want to physically see what's going on that mm-hmm. you know on that client machine or that server. You know, especially I, I mean, this morning I had a customer called me up and says, "Hey, my server went down. I don't know what happened. Well, what did you do recently?" Well, I, I did some updates on on our uh, our firewall. Okay, well let's let's go back and take a look at that. So we found out well he tightened up that firewall. So we had to open up some we had to open up a port which is twenty eight thousand for NX. So we have to set up some rules for the inbound and outbound on that server to allow that communication between the server and the client machine. So once he was once we added that port to the rules to the firewall rule. Everything was good. The clients were up and up and running. And then this is this is a company that had 12 users that were sitting still. Mm-hmm. So here we know it was an immediate. So that's why he called me directly and says, I need your help now. Fine. No problem. I jumped on the team's meeting. We figured it out. We're already back up and running. If I could not figure it out, a lot of times I will issue an emergency license because maybe that license that he just received, it's a new license, just added some more products. It might've been corrupted. I have had a couple correct corrupted license that were issued from Siemens. So that's why I got to go back to Siemens and ask them to regenerate a new license for me because, Hey, that, you know, it got corrupted. There was a bug in the license file. It's, it's only a text file. It gets, you know, generated with a license key, but it basically it's a text file. You know, cyber cyberspace. It might have got somehow, you know, a corrosion or a, sure. a bug or something. Who knows? Sure. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I mean, we we, we always want to contact that customer within minutes, figure out the issue, and then move on. And then when we're done, we always send out a survey too because we want to make sure that we did the issue properly, our communication was fast, and that the customer is happy with our results because you know our our progress on on you know making those customers happy is, is our number one priority right. we want to make sure that they're always running smoothly uh especially this time of year people are you know have budget that's left over for education we'll do some training either in-house virtually on site so we're always communicating with a lot of our customers and i'm one of those people that do communicate with at least 10 20 customers every day that's great. Keeps you busy. It keeps me very busy. I mean, so, so being on, um, you know, obviously you you've been doing support for a while. What are some of the most common issues that you've seen, and what are some of the, your general recommendation, like things that keep popping up over and over and over? You see all the time. You say, "Hey, if only people would do this, you avoid that headache all the time." Yep. Well, I, I mentioned that firewall. That is a very common issue because now with the hackers that are out there, we actually have had a couple customers been hacked, been taken advantage of, and have been brought, you know, or blackmailed, not bribed, but blackmailed saying, hey, I've got your server. I locked you out. Yep. You, we, we've got all this data that's out there. And, you know, here they want Bitcoin to get their server released. We we have had personally have had customers get hacked. And now a lot of our customers are getting on board, especially with stuff getting out to the cloud, you know, running Amazon AWS servers, Microsoft Azure servers, or it's a server that's in-house. I mean, everything is a dedicated IP. 
or you know they they didn't change a password. Maybe the password was set the password still, and a, and a hacker was able to go out there and and take advantage of that server. So the firewalls are getting tighter and tighter, and adding ports and in, inbound and outbound rules to those firewalls has become a, a very common issue lately. I mean, it's not common. It's not an issue. We're here to help. Yeah. But I, I see that happening at least once a week for Sarah Tech support. Uh, licenses is a big one because we always, you know, there's a lot of new releases that come out. So every time there's a new release, the customers always come reach out to us and say, hey, I just received my new license. Uh, I'm downloading the new software. Where can I get the new software? Uh, either I'll point it to the SEMA support center or I'll send them a download link from our internal so- uh, server. So we've done that. And then a lot of times I may be sending them the latest and greatest license manager, the latest and greatest license file, so that I know he's always using the latest and greatest code and software up to date. Okay. That's good to know. Good tip. Obviously, cybersecurity is very, very important nowadays. Yes. Um, As an administrator, is there specific things that you would recommend um, you know, for cat admins or, or people who manage or run server should pay attention to before they implement uh, changes? Should, should they have a, a certain process in place or look for certain things? Is, is there any, is there any uh, recommendations that you have for, for well, that? A lot of recommendations I give customers is give us a call because I, I want to make sure they do it right the first time. I, I don't want you to go out as, as a CAD administrator or, you know, a server administrator. If you're not sure how the software works or the license managers work, I get a lot of CAD administrators call me up and say, you know, I, I went out there and tried it and I broke it. I don't know what I did. Well, fine. Let's go out there. Let's take a look. And then I see, I see immediately, I can see what's wrong with it. Mm-hmm. I can say, oh, this is, this is the issue. Let's delete this or let's correct this area. So I highly recommend, you know, customers give us a call, give our support line a call. Let us, you know, you know, guide you in the right direction or, you know, can, let's take baby steps and teach you at the, at the same time so that I know down the road you're going to do it correctly. But that, that's always my main recommendation. Give me a call. I don't mind taking time and assisting. Yeah. Yeah. Now, out of all of the probably thousands of cases you've seen and you don't have to mention any names or companies here but what's what's the most interesting case that you can remember the most interesting case boy that's a good one uh i've had a couple good ones in the past where you know the the people call us up well i i had one case that called me up year, you know years ago when i was working for even ibm uh i just literally just installed this brand new computer delivered it to this user and then they turned around and called me up saying it's not working i says it was working perfectly i just dropped it off yeah. you know this is the very next day and i don't know what happened but the monitor would not work so i had to go back and you know go to the next building i was i was actually working for chrysler back then yeah and uh yeah we don't know what happened we we all figured that the uh you know the cleaning crew might accidentally knocked over the monitor and and broke it but yeah that was that was an interesting one because she kept the the user kept saying it it just won't 
turn on. I'm like, well, okay, well, hit the power button. <laughs> and, uh, you know, because I could dial into the computer and see that it was running. Yeah. yeah. But the monitor wasn't working. And uh, so that was, that was an interesting. Uh, but it's always nice to go out there working with customers and seeing a lot of the parts that are very interesting that they have designed. You know, I support the automotive. I support mm -hmm. a lot of our aerospace customers. My background is, you know, ex-Air Force. Uh, I'm also a pilot and I, I love working with the aerospace companies and it, I, I just enjoy it. When I see a, a nice wing, you know, being designed yeah. or, or, or structure, or, you know, some advances, you know, assemblies or some of the advanced servicing parts that I really enjoy, you know, seeing. And, and we always sign NDAs, too, because, you know, we are, you know, we want to make sure everything is confidential. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot of customers will say, you know, hey, do, do we have an NDA in place? I, say, I don't know. Let me let me check with my legal department and, and see if we do. If not, hey. Let's sign an up-to-date one because they do change from time to time. Uh, but I always recommend, you know, sign an NDA, you know, you know between Saratech and all our customers and so that we can share that data and, uh, and view it. Because even a lot of times uh, the customers will send me the data because they're having issues on that computer and they, and they want to see if it's a bug. So I, you know, I'll tell them, hey, uh, let me send you an upload link. Uh, I'll test out the data and I'll say, yes. It is a bug or no, it works perfectly on my computer. And then we know it's a bug on your end. So we may do a recommendation for install a patch because a lot of times patches come out all, you know, once a month and mm -hmm. maybe they, that customer doesn't have the latest patch. So that way I can look and see what that, you know, patch in detail, what it corrected. And it, it might have corrected that issue. So just, you know, just as an app, you know, sorry to get offline, but, you know, it's it's sure. always nice to work with some of these customers and see some of the parts. Yeah. Now, so you recommend, obviously, always install and update patches when yes. they get released. Yeah. What about every continuous release? Should you or should you wait every other release? What's what's the what's the right well, there, there's patches in between. So it. a lot of our customers are, you know, we'll say for an example, a lot of our customers are using NX 1980 today. Mm -hmm. Well, 2206 is out for production now. That's the next release. But there is numbers in between there. So you got, you know, the 1988, you've got, the, you know, the 1990, the 2000. So 2000 build was like the latest patch before it went to the next next series. So if a person or a user is only using 1980, has never applied any patches, uh, I always recommend, always apply the latest and greatest patch for that series of continuous release. Okay. Okay. Good advice. Good advice. Yeah. And again, what's what's the thing you always say? If you have questions, do what? That call Saratech support. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, Chad, yeah. I really appreciate your time. You probably have some uh, some customer support calls stacking up right now, but yeah. uh, really appreciate your time and sharing some insights with us in the in the world of uh, customer support. And really, really appreciate you sharing some nice tips and tricks for anytime for listeners. And um, I'll, I'll talk to you possibly in a future episode. All right. Hey, call me anytime. Nice talking to you. Andy. All right. Thank you.